0: Welcome to the Three Questions Podcast. We take questions from our church family and do our best to answer them from a biblical worldview. We all get the privilege to serve the Lord's Church here locally at Southern Hills Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. Clint Hayes is our executive pastor. Connor Goforth is our youth pastor. Jeremy Johnson is our pastor of communication and campus life. My name's Daniel Snow. (laughs) I get to be pastor of discipleship and young adults. Okay. So uh, <laughs> congratulations,
1: Dan. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> yes.
0: See, that was a big accomplishment for me.
1: That was a that was a huge yeah. deal.
0: Yeah. Gotta get those titles right. Um we love your questions. And just as a reminder, ways you can turn those in, you could go to the website myshbc.com slash contact. You could email three questions podcast at myshbc.com or you could text 505-258-2076 and those questions will be kept anonymous okay this to ask you guys um because i know we do a lot of we talk a lot of sports sometimes as we get going so this is not sports related go in a different direction right here have you guys ever had because I know we just had some coffee that was had here just about an yes. hour or so ago. I am not mature enough to drink coffee, but like it just tastes like burnt dirt to me. But burnt bean water, right? But I have discovered something: a hot drink, chai. Have you guys ever had chai? And what do you think?
2: You can be really disappointed, but no, <laughs>
0: no, and
2: I don't. I think I had it once and was not a fan.
1: Oh, okay. man, I love me some chai. Yeah. Get a chai tea latte, double pump of chai with oat milk in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's now something I can have at the coffee shop. Welcome to
1: the big boy table. Right. I
0: know because because having a mug or a cup with a hot drink in it is the adult thing to do. And so for years, I've just been the guy bringing Dr. Pepper to the coffee party. I'm with you. And, do. But. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So hot chocolate doesn't count? No.
0: Is it still yeah, hot chocolate, <laughs> count. hot chocolate could count. I think hot chocolate could count.
2: I just had our coffee this morning. I had some creamer with a little bit of coffee added to it. So that's <laughs> the way I like my coffee.
1: You know, at one of the things you can do at Starbucks is, is get a caramel apple cider.
0: Ooh, that is good. And then they yeah. put
1: that whipped cream on it so mm-hmm. you look cool. Right. But you're sipping a little little caramel. <laughs>
0: Again, in. you look mature. You do. Like you should be included with the
2: adults. But Daniel doesn't have to do anything extra to look cool. <laughs> he is no. just
0: cool. <laughs> Chai is my best effort. You know, so. you
1: know most of the kids they love when you do the welcome on a Sunday morning because they're like, "Oh, the surfer dude's back." That's
2: right, right on, come, man. It's like, man, <laughs>
1: I'm
3: I so say, aren't you I'm glad, glad. It's Sunday. Aren't you doing the welcome?
0: If I am, I don't know about it yet. You might they, want to check planning. Okay.
1: they love it. So you, you,
0: I think don't... the mockery is what is most enjoyed.
1: No, no, they just they really do. They're like, <laughs> it's it's Sunday, Daniel's back, baby. So,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I don't know if that encourages me or not, but we're gonna move on to <laughs> the first question. Is how can I know? This is really great. How can I know if I have idolatry in my life? If something or someone has become too important,
1: that would be me, Daniel. You've become too important, man. See, <laughs> see? I don't,
0: I don't want to be in that. Spot. He's on the stage. <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> I think one
3: thing that you can look at is just following your, your time, your money, your energy, your effort. Um, what is it that is really, even making your day? Um, and is that thing uh, taking the place of where the Lord should be? And I know personally, for me. Sometimes um, when I can see idolatry uh, creeping creeping up on me is is when um, something makes me frustrated. Something brings about um, just a, a frustration in, in my spirit, in my person. Of I, I'm I'm giving this thing too much. Um, I, I'm I'm putting this uh, before. Uh, where the Lord should be, and uh, that's a that's a really telltale sign for me that I need to take a step back. I need to fix my gaze not on this thing but but back on the lord yeah that's good
2: uh, that's that's really good and I love you know how practical that is and just I think with that we look at what are we pursuing the most. you know throughout scripture it talks about to pursue Christ. And, um, you know, we pursue other things, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but what are we pursuing the most? What are we, again, giving our most time and attention to? You know, Scripture, we all know uh, Matthew six thirty three 33 is uh, seek first the kingdom of God. He should be first. He should be foremost on our mind, and He's what we should be pursuing the most. And uh, not putting other things, other people, even yeah, though those yeah. are good relationships to have, uh, with our spouse, with our kids, with friends, with co-workers. Those are good relationships to have, but they shouldn't come before our relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, and and along with that, and even what seems like is being asked in the question, it doesn't have to be a inherently evil thing. Um, it could be things and people in our lives that God means to be important, yes. just not in that spot, not in the God spot and i know another kind of indicator for if something has become an idol for me uh, and i think for all of us is is it my primary source of identity or uh, satisfaction because those two things belong to god alone uh, as far as our identity in christ and our satisfaction Um, what satisfies me and and indicators of if something is in that spot one would be if it's taken away or if if I never get it am I disappointed or am I crushed because I think there's a difference Um, it's appropriate to be disappointed when we lose something important or maybe never get something that we thought was important but to be crushed in the sense of not sure if we can go on, if we have purpose in life, if life has meaning. Like if it's at that level, that's probably a really good indicator to me. And that has totally happened to me that it was an idol. And um, and so the Old Testament, New Testament say so much about this. For me, a big one has been Psalm 42. I may have even mentioned on this podcast before. Um, Lord really used it to correct me on on a serious issue of idolatry for me. Um, and it's a psalm of lament, but it, twice it has this refrain that says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. In other words, he's the only one who can handle my hope. Uh, if I put my hope in something else, it's going to be crushing for, for them, if they're a person, and it's going to be crushing for me because they're going to let me down or whatever it is is going to let me down. So that's hope misplaced, but hope rightly placed in God allows all these people or things to just be what they are. So money can just be money instead of being my identity. A house can just be a house or a car can just be a car or my wife and my children can just be my wife and my children instead of my whole source of identity or satisfaction.
3: That's good, yeah and like the the new city catechism is is really helpful in a lot of ways, yeah. but um, looking at it question 17 it just helpfully describes idolatry. The question is what is idolatry? Idolatry is trusting in created things rather than the Creator for our hope and happiness, our significance and security.
0: It's really good. It's really good, okay. Next question. That was that was a great one. Thanks, guys. Next one is: My friend is considering gambling as a hobby. How should I respond? And I'll I'll start out by saying I think if if, if somebody's asking me that, I want to warn them. Um, that's that's the word I want to give them is a word of warning, um, because because gambling is at least two things and maybe three it's it's a foolish investment um the odds are harshly overwhelmingly stacked against you because i can totally hear someone saying well everything's a gamble or everything is a calculated risk okay i can actually go with that everything is a calculated risk driving to work flying in an airplane or just i mean honestly getting out of bed in the morning i mean like everything is a calculated risk i get that this calculation is terrible though gambling i mean the casinos are not nice because people are winning it's because people are losing and so the, the odds are so stacked against you but not only is it a bad investment a foolish investment um it's also um it's given to addiction like it's it's prone to addiction that they, they're playing you, and if I get involved, they're playing me. They know that this is addictive. And so that's something I could say, even if my friend is not a Christian. Those are things that I would warn them about. But for the Christian, I think there's other things we can talk about too. Definitely. Um,
2: you know, First Timothy 6, 9, and 10 says this, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And it's through the cravings that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. I think this is giving great warning. Mm-hmm. It's even to the point where the desire for money and the desire for things has driven people even away from the faith. And so I think Scripture, that Scripture, and and you know, throughout Scripture, talks about you can't serve two masters. Uh, would warn us against that. It's these principles um, saying that it's probably not a good idea, uh, even as a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not a good idea because you're putting yourself in a bad situation uh, to be drawn in, to be tempted into that love of money and, you know, getting that thrill because maybe you may win a little bit and that's how they draw you in. They, some People win some money and they sure. draw you in, but you usually in the long That's run... That's what keeps you coming back. Exactly. Um, so
3: uh, it's not a good idea, yeah, uh, even as a hobby, uh, to be involved in that. And then one of the things that, that you look at, just what people generally do, is where they choose to to shop. Well, they shop at this certain store rather than another because they want to support... Uh, small local businesses. Okay, you can take that same idea and apply it to here. Um, who, is, who is being benefited from these organizations that, um, gambling organizations? Uh, overwhelmingly, research shows us that um, they prey on um, poor people. They prey on disabled people, minorities, and they do so with the intention of getting this person addit- addicted, and um, yeah, it, it it's 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 not something that, um, in, in looking at it, that you would want to go in and oh, I, I can get behind that. No, no, yeah. we, we would say that that's not something that's that's worth my my time, and it's certainly not my money, especially if these are the people that, um, as Christians, we we should be caring for the most Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's really good proverbs 13 11 says wealth gained hastily will dwindle but whoever gathers little by little will increase it Uh, proverbs just constantly has this practical wisdom to give us that hey in general this is how life works and get rich quick schemes of whatever sort and gambling is definitely one of them uh you know they always sound too good to be true because they are. Um, and that's just what Proverbs is, is telling us there. He who gathers little by little will increase it, but, but wealth gained hastily or get-rich-quick scheme will will dwindle. Proverbs 21, 5, similar, says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. So the person who's willing to slowly work at something, um, that in general leads to abundance. But everyone who is hasty, comes only to poverty. Again, it's this the get rich quick concept and 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 it is a trap. And 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 then on the addiction issue, especially geared towards the believer in 1 Corinthians six, Paul is addressing the the believers in Corinth. And apparently there was like a, a motto or slogan going around amongst them that people were saying, all things are lawful for me. Like I'm in Christ, so all things are lawful for me. And so Paul quotes that motto and then gives his uh, response to that. He says he does it twice. He says all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. And and I think that totally applies here.
2: Yeah, that's good. You know, I think it goes. You know, we were talking about idolatry and what are we idling or what are we just desiring, and that's money. You know, getting rich and um, you know, is it okay to do like you were just saying, but is it wise to do? It's not a wise thing to do. You're putting yourself in a bad spot, even if you're looking at it just, well, this is just a hobby of mine. You know, that's going back to the question. I've got a friend who's going to do it as a hobby. And that's almost like a justification that, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this cause I want to get rich. It's just something I want to do to pass time, mm-hmm. but you're still putting yourself in a place of temptation to go down that path, a destructive path that you usually see when it comes to gambling.
0: And I know I am and probably more than just me. I have friends who have wrecked themselves Yes, with gambling and maybe not even casino gambling, maybe just betting on rounds of golf um, and different things that they have. It has one thing has led to another and it's been tragic. Um, so, um, okay. Okay.
1: It's like Pizza Hut buffet. You don't want to sit me down in front of it because if I do, it's going to lead to an addiction. <laughs> things 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 can go really bad. That's why I keep myself out of there. Daniel. Thanks for
0: painting painting the picture for it. I just though.
1: you know, wanted that to visual to be out there
0: for me. <laughs> Okay. Third question is what is Christian meditation?
2: Well. Uh, throughout Scripture, it talks about meditation, meditating on God's Word, and uh, that's you know I, I know when we hear the word meditate, sometimes we think of a New Age thought and and just uh, clearing our mind and and some kind of weird stuff. But Scripture tells us uh, throughout to meditate on the law, to meditate, as said in, in Joshua uh, one eight, I believe, and just meditate on God's word. And that's a time for us, you know, to that, that relationship as we, we focus on the Lord and let his, his word dwell in our heart and let his word and his Holy spirit speak to us as we are spending time with him. And so, um, it's just really a time of time with the Lord and Mm. letting him work in our lives and, and, uh, Show us things again through his scripture or just as the spirit speaks to us.
0: Gotcha.
3: Yeah, and just in in thinking of just as Clint was talking, like I've had friends before say, Yeah, when I feel stressed or anxious, I usually I, I try to meditate. And the meditation that they're talking about is an emptying their mind. And really it's it's almost like a form of escapism. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Christian meditation, yes, is is filling our minds instead. On God's word, on God's truth, um, and really, there's a connection point between this question and our first question because um, you can ask yourself, okay, do I have a idolatry in my in my life? Okay, what is it that you're meditating on? Because usually, we meditate, we think on most of what we love the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so uh, this is really a fixing our eyes, fixing our hearts, fixing our minds on the person that we love the most, namely being Jesus, and 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 knowing Jesus through His Word. And um, I think it's the Hebrew word for um, meditation is is chewing, hmm. and so it's a it's a savoring, it's an enjoying, it's getting every bit of this wonderful flavor out of it that we can, um, and going back to it as often as we can. Um, And a scripture that comes to mind uh, for this is Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. Uh, for uh, For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds, they meditate on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds or meditation on the things that are of the Spirit, for to set the mind on the things of the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace.
0: One of the simplest definitions I've ever heard of med- meditation is just focused thinking. And so for the believer, in, in conjunction with what you guys have just said, it is, I'm going to say it again, it's filling our minds with the truths of God's revelation. and And God's revelation, I think, is two-part. Uh, scripture shows us that it's his general revelation, in other words, his creation, uh, the created world that he's made for us to be able to look at it, see it, and even understand some things about who God is from what he's made. And then also his special revelation, which is his word, um, and and that being the greatest treasure because it's, it's more specific. It's literally words, sentences, paragraphs that we can read, think about, even memorize. And... Psalm 19 is really good about both of these. It it shows us that it starts out by saying the heavens declare the glory of God. And then it goes on to talk about his creation and meditating on on who God is through his creation. Then it goes to the second half, which says talks about his word. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise, the simple and goes on to talk about what a treasure his word is and then the last verse of psalm 19 says let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O lord my rock and redeemer and so so filling our minds with the truths of god's revelation his his general revelation that's why it's it's worthwhile to take a walk um sometimes to get to go on to get to go on a hike Maybe even to go to the beach or the mountains or the Grand Canyon or whatever it is, just to, and even just to look up at the night sky, Um, but to see his creation and then even more so to look into his word. And I'll just throw out there some of the ways I think that are helpful to meditate on his word. One would be to mark it up. uh, to circle things or highlight things, however it works for you to to help it stick to your brain. Uh, to write things, ju- to write things down, maybe in a journal or something that helps to remember. Um, to to take a walk, and then last but not at all least uh, to me, I'm saving the best for last, and that is memorize mm-hmm. scripture. To memorize it forces me to slow down and think.
2: Yeah. I think yeah, that's great, and that is so important. Knowing His Word because that's how we can. We may not always have it in front of you, but as if you know Scripture, if you've memorized it, as you're taking those walks, as you're, you know, um, in the mountains, uh, you know, I think Daniel just told us all: <laughs> either go to the beach or go to the mountains. I and, mean, and I think let's he do he, he <laughs> may be willing to help fund some <laughs> of that. Is what I heard. Uh, <laughs> So,
0: uh, you definitely doesn't... heard something that wasn't there, but the idea oh. is great. Oh, okay. Well, wow. <laughs> a
3: couple of yeah. students just got finished up memorizing the Roman road. So cool. They're moving on to the whole chapter of First Corinthians 13. So, that's they're awesome. are going to be meditating on God's word through memorization. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's so good. Hey, this is episode 93. Is that right? Yeah. All right, so we're close
0: to 100. Almost hitting the 100 mark. And a lot of that goes towards Jeremy Johnson and all the work that he does. Yep, what and I guy.
3: really, really appreciate So he's got his own studio here in his office. I really appreciate, Jeremy, the update that you made to the studio.
0: The uh, rug. Yeah, yeah this rug, rug is nice. Amazing. Doesn't rug. smell great, but it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Topped it off yeah. right there.
1: Tommy me, Merritt, if you're out there listening today, which I know you're not because you don't, but <laughs> I'm coming for you. You don't ever put Mark me, my the warning has don't, been laid don't down. Don't you ever put a rug in my office without my permission.
3: <laughs> this rug has been here since the south house, the Hardy Center has been here. I don't know if it's ever leaving. It's just going to make its way around.
0: New to this office, but New been, this been office. in this facility <laughs> for a we're gonna long We're going to get time. this
1: bad boy steam cleaned this week. So
2: it will fall apart if you steam clean it.
0: Smells <laughs> 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 like youth ministry. <laughs>
3: Just bringing back memories.
0: All right. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thanks again, um, like Connor said, to Jeremy Johnson for producing this podcast. You guys that listen, thanks for making the time. We do want it to be helpful to you, and we want it to give God glory. Um, you might think about subscribing or rating or sharing it with someone else, and maybe it could be helpful to them too. And until next time, please, please remember the God of the Bible is never surprised or offended by our honest questions.